One of the things I try to do on this channel is touch on a lot of different areas around narcissism, narcissistic abuse, and narcissistic abuse recovery. Since I have become aware of the fact that a lot of survivors have been diagnosed with things like fibromyalgia and chronic pain, I've done a lot of research. And one of the things I've researched is how they're connected. Are fibromyalgia and chronic pain related to narcissistic abuse? And if so, how? In today's video, I'm gonna share with you exactly how I think they're connected. And I'm gonna do that through a section of video that I've previously created. And then right after that, I'm going to share with you the thoughts of Sharon Chud, who is a nutritionist and a nutrition coach. And she will help you to understand if you are dealing with fibromyalgia, what sorts of nutrition changes you can make to make your life a little easier, as well as some supplements and things like that. So this will be a long video, but it will be worth it if you are someone who is dealing with fibromyalgia. All right, so let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse in toxic relationships. I like to call it toxic relationship rehab. So if that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and we'll get going. So we're just going to jump right in. Here is the part of the video where I discussed exactly how fibromyalgia might be connected to narcissistic abuse and narcissistic abuse recovery. Take a look. A few months ago, I noticed a surprising trend among my viewers, my clients, my readers. Many of them said to me that they had chronic pain or even fibromyalgia. I wondered, could fibromyalgia and chronic pain be connected to being abused by a narcissist? You know how I roll. I'm a nerd. And so I started researching. I needed to know the answers. The official word in the medical community from what I've researched is that the cause of fibromyalgia is still considered unknown. It exists among people whose brains process pain differently than other people's brains. The diagnosis, as you may or may not know, has sometimes been considered controversial in the medical community with some people saying it's not real or that it's imagined, an imagined condition. Even traditional medicine now acknowledges the condition as a real diagnosis. Still, there's no official test for fibromyalgia. So diagnosis is based on a cluster of symptoms rather than a specific positive result for a particular test. So that could account for some of the doubters of the condition, but the symptoms that they look for are things like deep tissue pain, fatigue, depression, mood swings, and insomnia. For anyone who's ever experienced the pain and isolation that this condition involves from what people tell me, there can't be any doubt that fibromyalgia is really a very real condition. It makes your life extremely difficult from what my clients tell me and what some of you have told me. Even worse, some doctors might ignore your symptoms and blame them on your imagination, leaving you to deal with your pain without any help. That leads me to the question, is fibromyalgia associated with narcissistic abuse? How is it possible that such a large percentage of people who talk to me or type to me about narcissistic abuse could have fibromyalgia? That, that's the one that stands out above all the other things I hear, fibromyalgia. Apparently, there may be a correlation according to an article that was published in the Journal of Family Practice by two authors, one MD, one PhD, Bennett Davis, MD, and Todd Vandera, PhD. The article indicated that there could be psychological reasons for chronic pain that is not caused by tissue injuries or damage to the nervous system. The authors called this the third type of pain. Let's talk about the third type of pain, shall we? The authors stated that an emotionally charged presentation of severe pain without physical evidence of tissue injury or pathology is the indicator of the third type of pain. Where does that pain come from exactly? Well, according to Davis and Vandera, it comes from abuse. 
and trauma, which can include various childhood accidents, trauma, and other emotionally distressing or devastating situations in a person's life. It turns out these kinds of incidents and situations can lead to long-term changes in the central nervous system. These changes can amplify your pain. How about that? So the author said, and I quote, perhaps this will explain what is happening with some of our patients who complain of pain all over and who are often classified as having fibromyalgia. And then they said, we believe that these changes lead to a bias toward hyperactivation of emotional pain circuits, which leads the emotionally laden pain behaviors that often seem out of proportion to tissue pathology. This leads us to think, hey, maybe they are connected, right? But apparently, according to Jan Chambers, who is the president of the National Fibromyalgia and Chronic Pain Association, that association is not a good thing and it shouldn't be made by general medicine. And she says, and I'm quoting it here, the slippery slope created by this article for a quick shove off of patients with fibromyalgia, generally to a psychiatrist, or a psychologist for talk therapy is very concerning. Now that I understand because certainly what she's saying is, okay, sure, we don't know, but if we want to focus on the fact that, and, and she does go on and she talks more about the fact that basically she's concerned that other health issues could be ignored if their symptoms are attributed to being a psychological aspect of trauma. So that makes a lot of sense to me because you don't want to say, okay, this is in your head because it's not in your head. That's not what I'm saying, and that's what she wants to prevent. The point is not that the, that the disease is in your head. The point is that the disease exists because of the trauma that you have emotionally experienced. She noted that signaling out psychological trauma without rigorous research as a third type of pain and potential cause of fibromyalgia is a dangerous thing to do. She says, because this could become an easy reason for medical doctors to further dismiss pain patients with challenging treatments from their care, or she said to withhold medical treatments or prescriptions. So I get that. Researchers say about 70% of fibromyalgia sufferers report neck pain and or a history of whiplash type injuries, which could lead us to believe that there is a physical explanation for fibromyalgia. So is there or isn't there? Well, another study from 2011 made similar implications about the connection between abuse and childhood trauma, or trauma in general, emotional abuse. And still others say that emotional abuse could be a direct cause. So that study indicated that fibromyalgia sufferers are 65% more likely than the average population to have been abused. But opponents say that everyone could identify some type of abuse in or trauma in their lifetime, and not everybody gets fibromyalgia or chronic pain as a result. I don't really think that's a very good argument, do you? Tell me in the comments. Anyway, another survey found that 7 in 10 women with chronic pain reported having one or more incidents of childhood trauma, and nearly half of those women in, in that survey of about 2,400 people had experienced emotional abuse. Whether you acknowledge it or not, emotional trauma can impact your health. And Beth Darnell, PhD, says, she's a who also, she's a, a pain psychologist and an author, Beth Darnell. She says trauma and sexual abuse unequivocally predict the development of chronic pain later in life. She goes on to say, that doesn't mean that people are saying it's your fault or anything like that, she says, but the science is indisputable. 
Here are a few more interesting facts about the potential connection or lack thereof between narcissistic abuse and trauma and fibromyalgia and chronic pain. Nearly 44% of, of women surveyed in, in one of these studies said that they experienced emotional abuse, making it the most common childhood trauma. Bullying, 35% of them said bullying was the second most common trauma, followed then by sexual abuse, 28% of them. Seeing domestic violence, like someone beating someone in their household, 24% of them. Physical abuse, 23% of them. The death of a parent or a loved one, 17% of them. Nearly 29% of them said they did not have any childhood trauma. So what do you think? Could fibromyalgia and chronic pain be related to narcissistic abuse and CPTSD and all of these things that happen to us? Could it be a result of our abuse? Tell me what you think. That's the question of the day. And here is what nutritionist Sharon Chud says you can do to make your life a lot easier as a narcissistic abuse survivor with fibromyalgia. Take a look. I am a uh, clinical nutritionist and functional medicine coach. I am a holistic healer and I want to talk to you today about fibromyalgia pain and why it's a higher incidence in people who have been narcissistically abused due to chronic stress. It's a very complicated disease and um, I but I do want to go into all of the causes and reasons and ramifications of it and what you can do about it actually. Many doctors uh, in the medical world, they just look at symptoms and um, they don't really have much to treat fibromyalgia. There's a few drugs on the market. There's an, uh, one for pain, there's something called Lyrica and they're only found to be effective in 10% of the cases. I actually spoke to an infectious disease physician who used to treat a lot of fibromyalgia patients. He advertised it for that. And he told me that there's really no treatment or cure. He really can't, couldn't do much to help these patients. But I'm here to tell you that in functional medicine, we look at the root cause of a problem, tracing it back to the root cause and we are able to help fibromyalgia people and um, step by step and over time and almost right away we can affect some immediate gratifying changes. So I uh, wanted to tell you about what it is. Fibromyalgia is body-wide global perceived pain. It's not localized to a specific area like in the back or the leg. Um, it's all over the body. There's observable differences in the MRI, both in a muscle tissue and brain function. So it's not in your head. This is real. It's a real changes to the body and to the brain. There's a generalized sensitivity to a wide variety of things, irritable to everything, the slightest touch, uh, and I said it's intermittent or it's 24-7. It could be constant. Um, it's accompanied by many other chronic symptoms, such as fatigue, general lack of sleep, memory, and mood. And there's many concomitant illnesses, um, which means that other illnesses occur with fibromyalgia at the same time. So 
insomnia or lack of sleep, 99% of fibromyalgia patients or people have insomnia. 81% have irritable bowel syndrome or intestinal permeability, and that could be due to an overgrowth of healthy microbes in the body, in the gut, and I'll talk to you about that later. Um, Depression, uh, 40% of people who have depression uh, of uh, who have fibromyalgia have depression and 55% have migraines. Um, 100% or almost 100% of patients with or clients that I have with SIBO have um, have SIBO. I'm sorry, 100% of Clients that have fibromyalgia have SIBO, and SIBO is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. Um, It's your normal bacteria in your gut that's normal and healthy goes ballistic and multiplies, and the debris from that causes havoc in the system. Um, It can easily be tested for by a hydrogen breath test. And um, like I said, 100% of fibromyalgia patients have an abnormal breath test. And it it, it detects something called D-lactate. So what are the causes of this horrific disease? One, and I'll I'll tell you how it will uh, relate back to being so so stressed out due to uh, narcissistic abuse. One is in, in insufficient serotonin. Serotonin is a neurotransmitter that handles many things, other even other than mood or, or depression or happiness. It um, 95% of serotonin is actually manufactured in the gut, in the enteric system in the gut. And when you have SIBO, like I just described, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, the microbes produce hydrogen and methane, which both lower serotonin. And what causes SIBO? Many things can cause SIBO. One is, uh, which I usually ask my uh, clients questions about food sensitivities Um, and that's one of the first things we do is to in clearing up the SIBO is to avoid gluten and and wheat in your diet. What causes SIBO? um, NSAIDs or um, drugs, medications, hormones, uh, hormones out of whack, it could be overuse of, of NSAIDs such as Advil, aspirin, PPIs, uh, overuse of antibiotics. It's basically damage to your gut, which absorbs your food and gets into the blood and causes um, overreaction of the gut. And that's what causes it. All these chemicals and toxins in our environment. Um, Bad bacteria like E. coli secrete tryptophanase, 
which destroys tryptophan, which is the building blocks of serotonin. So this is another way that the gut disease can decrease serotonin from that bad bacteria. Fibromyalgia patients that have low serotonin and low tryptophan, they secrete a substance called substance P. And that is a neuromodulator that increases pain perception. So that's one of the reasons pain is amplified. And lower quality of sleep also from this substance P lowers your quality of sleep and thus causing more pain. So the first cause is lower serotonin levels. The second cause is higher glutamate levels. Glutamate um, is a neurotransmitter and you have a dance or a balance between glutamate, which is an excitatory transmitter and PABA, which is a inhibitory neurotransmitter and they balance each other. But with fibromyalgia patients, the glutamate is very, very high. So wanted to give you a tip right now. Um, one thing I, I, tell, I ask my clients to look out for is be careful of any MSG in foods, like Chinese food. MSG contains glutamate. And also whey protein that you make your protein shakes out of. A lot of them contain glutamic acid, which converts to glutamate in the body. So fibromyalgia people are all found to have high glutamate. The third cause of uh, fibromyalgia is impaired ATP production from the mitochondria. Um, mitochondria are the energy sacs in every cell of your body. The mitochondria is what produces energy. And ATP is just the cycle in, that, in the cell, in the mitochondria that produce that energy. Um, SIBO, again, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, produces a um, higher levels of something called D-lactate, which can be measured by that breath test I was telling you about which impairs the mitochondria function and can be measured by organic acid test, which I can order for my clients. Um, you also see um, an increase in D-lactate in chronic fatigue syndrome patients or people. So the lipopolysaccharides in the cell wall of these microbes from SIBA or from debris of overgrowth can penetrate the blood brain barrier and affect symptoms. So fibromyalgia people secrete specific cytokines or inflammatory markers called interleukin-8 in the cerebral fluid of the brain, which promotes sympathetic dominance or promotes glutamate and it elevates it dramatically and that's what causes the pain amplification 
Sorry, to, it's so complicated, but this is a very, very complicated subject, and I wanted to tell you how what what's involved in it. Moderate exercise, by the way, not excessive, but moderate exercise low, can be found to lower the interleukin eight. Um, and then the fourth cause of of uh, fibromyalgia is oxidative stress, which is from free radicals. And you can, again, get free radicals in toxins, chemicals, antigens, food sensitivities, um, actually even uh, high exercise can cause free radicals in the body. But oxidative stress is increased in, has been found to be higher in fibromyalgia people. And it causes a blood-brain barrier leakiness. So one, one thing I have as a treatment is coenzyme Q. Um, that is found to be less in uh, fibromyalgia. It's an antioxidant found that's lower in fibromyalgia patients, and it's needed in the mitochondria. So I supplement that, and you can supplement that with 200 milligrams of coenzyme Q. And I give them multi, uh, mul multitudes of other antioxidants. You really have to bombard your body with a lot of antioxidants to counteract the um, oxidative stress that's going on. Um, so how do you treat fibromyalgia? Um, step by step, you treat the small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Um, you do that by healing the, the stomach with herbs and supplements, not medications, that do not cause more damage, but actually heals the stomach lining. So you treat the intestinal permeability and you treat sleep disorders. There's many herbs that can calm the system down and help a patient, a person to sleep or a client. Um, calming the glutamate system down by adding more PABA, herbs that produce more PABA neurotransmitters. Stress management and moderate exercise. Um, calming therapies like Tai Chi, yoga, meditation. Um, SIBO treatment. SIBO treatment I have five pages of SIBO treatment that I go. I put my clients on. Um, basically, it's an array of supplements and herbals that are antimicrobial that will calm down the system. Um, probiotics that will, at, at at the right time, after the systems calm down, that the right kind, which will add back positive microorganisms to the gut, um, antimicrobials, and treating the low serotonin uh, with herbal uh, remedies that don't normally um, hurt the body's own system for producing serotonin. Let me explain that a little bit. Um, when you use um, antidepressants such as Prozac or Cymbalta or Zoloft, I don't know this, some of the new, newer ones. Um, it actually makes the body produce less in the long run. 
serotonin. So ultimately, you're causing the body to produce less serotonin by taking them, even though in the short term, it will increase the serotonin. But I don't want any of anybody, any of you, anybody to go off of their medications quickly and start using these supplements. What we do is we slowly decrease the um, SSIs, Prozac, Zoloft, or whatever antidepressant it is, Wellbutrin, slowly, and then add these uh, herbal antidepressants, herbal serotonin boosters to increase the serotonin naturally. Now these won't affect your body's ability to make its own serotonin. So um, that's the good, the good news. So um, magnesium is also found to be significantly lower in fibromyalgia patients. So I supplement them with magnesium, generally um, three, three, four, five hundred milligrams. Um, and it has a key role in pain. And prior expo exposure to glucocorticoids such as prednisone can increase the uh, central nervous system infl inflammation. So supplements to affect normal sleep, supplements supplementing CoQ and other antioxidants, um, cure this, the chronic SIBO and help and right away I could help a client get better sleep um, with a lot of questions that I ask and I find out what kind of foods they're uh, having a sensitivity to we can remove them and uh, slowly the patient starts feeling better the client starts feeling better so um, if you have this um, have some hope that 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 this can be addressed and even though your doctors are telling you there's not much you can do. And um, try to lower the stress in your life uh, with, um, with different exercises and meditative practices, gratitude journals, um, meditation, uh, soothing music, baths, um, anything that, that it could be your time and would put you in a more relaxed mood will help this situation. So I hope that helped. Um, if you want to contact me, um, it's sharedietandwellness.com. You can also contact me by email at schud1234 at gmail.com or call me at 215-680-2354. I do have a practice in, at, in um, Yardley, Pennsylvania, but I do see many clients on um, Skype or uh, FaceTime, uh, and uh, I'd be glad to help you, so give me a call. And thanks, Angie. I hope this helps. All right. Now, all of Sharon's links will be in the description below, and if you have questions, comments, concerns, things you want to talk about, let's hear them. This brings me to the question of the day, and the question of the day is, have you experienced anything like fibromyalgia or chronic pain during or after narcissistic abuse? Do you think those things are connected, or is it just a coincidence? Did you get a lot of value from what Sharon said regarding handling your 
fibromyalgia through nutrition and things like that. Share your thoughts and your ideas and your experiences in the comment section below and let's talk about it. That's all I've got for you right now. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life and hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.